0: Once, long ago, the devil built a bridge. In the twinkling of an eye a bridge of seasoned wood and gray stone appeared over a stream in the center of a small village, which shall here be nameless, for both village and bridge are gone. And what's past is past. The devil built a bridge with the proviso that the soul of the first being to pass over it should belong to him. To this the townspeople agreed, for they had a plan. The poet Longfellow has recorded what followed. At length the bridge being all completed, the abbot standing at its head threw across a loaf of bread, which a hungry dog sprang after, and the rocks re-echoed with the peals of laughter to see the devil thus defeated. Longfellow does not go on to describe with what earth-shaking snarls the devil greeted this stratagem, nor does he record the wails of the unoffending dog as the devil pounced upon it ere it had even sniffed the bread, which had lured it to its doom, and wrested its soul brutally from its galvanized body, and disappeared hellwards in a puff of rotten smoke. The bridge had been gotten, the devil had been done, and that was enough for the townspeople, and evidently for Longfellow as well. But this seems rather an anthropocentric view to take of the matter. What of the dog? Some of you will object that animals have no souls. Let me assure you that they do. Regard, if you will, the faithful watchdog, the mother tiger defending her young, monkeys at their clever play, swallows in migration, slowing for a cripple, the limpid eye of the fawn, the dog mourning at his master's grave, or probatomist, finding his way with mystic determination to his master's side across miles upon miles of unknown terrain. Regard the mother bird feeding her young, the mating minuet of the peacock, who in the east symbolizes immortality the community spirit of an ant city. Regard all these and tell me. Animals have no souls, and I will tell you that we had better define our terms. But let's have no debate. The dog had a soul, and the devil made off with it, albeit with exceeding lack of enthusiasm. The dog's lineage is as certain as it is certain the fact that it was a very good dog. It was frankly a mutt. At the time of its demise it was six years and odd months old, and never in its life had it bitten anyone or bade with sleep-destroying vigor in their early morning hours or chewed or torn up any possession of the villagers or stolen one particle of food. It was known as a friendly dog. Mothers had trusted it to romp with their children. Assuredly it had chased cats, but this scarcely figures as a canine sin, and besides it had killed none of them. Far from bloodlust, its sole emotion at such times was regret that it could not climb trees and continue the sport. Children wept at the scene of the sacrifice while adults admired the bridge, and the episode proved to be one of the basics of many later and interesting neuroses. A brief description will suffice, medium size, white with brown spots, one floppy ear, and a tail that had been broken by the wheel of a farmer's cart as the dog had slept by the roadside. Of these characteristics, the dog in dying suffered the loss only of its coloration. Its soul was uniformly gray. Upon reaching hell, the struggling, howling, thoroughly outraged dog-soul under his arm, the devil paused at the great bronze doors of his castle, faced the general direction of midwestern Gehenna, released the soul, and before it could fall to the smoking flagstones, swung one cloven foot and punted it away with every ounce of his fury and indignation. Yowling, legs and tail rigid, the soul rose up, up, up to disappear into the red flickering haze that surrounded the castle. The superhuman impetus of the kick traveled it in fantastic flight like some Spartan dog of Diana high above the landscapes of hell. Gradually the flight leveled, rounded downward faster and faster, thick, stinking air whistling louder and louder past the dog's soul flapping ears ruffling its gray sole fur, bringing tears to its horrified eyes, faster and faster descending toward the ugly terrain that waited below. Its soul-hackles rose at the sight of coiling, unquenchable flames, vast red-shot towers of smoke-like dragon's breath. It curled its lips at the sight of spraying torrents of lava and blinding lakes of molten brass and iron. It gritted its teeth at the sight of jagged cliffs and dizzy black mountains and abysmal valleys, from which rose the cracks of whips, the clatter of demonical hooves.